Hello again. Welcome to our monthly Systematize Your Success teleconference that we have every first Monday of the month. And we're so excited to be here with you today. Today we're going to be talking about the 12 principles of excellent governance. Um, and so before I jump in, just a couple of things. If you do have questions, the chat box is open. So you can feel free to type your questions in the chat box or you can email them to glyconsulting at gmail.com and we do that so that we can have a very clean recording of the call um, for playback purposes. So let's jump right in. I hope you have your pens and your paper ready because I'm going to give you the 12 principles now. The first principle is constructive partnership. And this is where you create synergy for you and your team and specifically for your board of advisors. And if you do not have um, a group of folks who can serve as your board of advisors, I'm going to strongly encourage that you start to kind of put together that team. This is even if you are a solopreneur um, and you're kind of in business by yourself right now just launching or maybe you've been doing it for a while. But you really need to have a group of folks that you can bounce ideas off of, that you can kind of hold yourself accountable to. So that's going to be very important. And I will tell you that, you know, exceptional organizations govern with constructive partnership, meaning that, you know, whether it's, you know, you're a board and you're in partnership with your chief executive officer or executive director, whatever you might call it, or if you're an entrepreneur and you've got that synergy with your vendors or your suppliers and your clients, but it's going to be very important that you can build that partnership um, and you do that through trust and candor and respect and honest communication. So that's principle number one, constructive partnership. Principle number two, mission-driven. I cannot stress enough how important being mission-driven is to your business and to the success of your organization. Your mission should be um, very compelling. It should ensure the congruence between decisions and your core values. And, you know, it should really, really drive everything that you do for your business. And so it's going to be very important that you have this mission statement developed, well-developed, and that you can articulate it in a very compelling way and that it aligns with everything that you do in your organization because your mission says here is how we're going to accomplish our vision. And so if you have not taken the time to do that, I am going to highly recommend that you kind of halt all of your operations and you really spend some time thinking through your um, mission statement and getting that developed. So principle number two, being mission driven. Principle number three, strategic thinking. And I get a lot of questions um, when I first start to talk about this with folks and with my clients. You know, exactly what is strategic thinking, right? 
Well, strategic thinking is that time that you take really just kind of honing in on the direction of your business. You know, are you doing the right things? Are you doing the right things at the right time? Do you need to kind of change course? Um, is there something that you should be doing more of? Is there something you should be doing less of? But exceptional business people allocate time to what matters the most and they continuously engage in strategic thinking in order to hone their organization's direction. And so they not only align agendas and goals with strategic priorities, but also using them for assessing themselves, um, you know, as an entrepreneur and then driving agendas and really kind of shaping the direction that their organization should be going in. And if you are a nonprofit leader, this is extremely important for you you and your board to really spend some time on strategic thinking so that it can shape kind of your board recruitment process, the policies and, and direction the nonprofit should be going, your programs and services. And so it's going to be extremely important um, that you carve out time on a regular, consistent basis in order to do that. So that's principle number three, strategic thinking. I'm going to pause right here real quick and I'm going to check to see if we have um, any questions that have come in. So I'm just going to check email real quick and check the um, chat box to see if anything um, is out there. Okay, so I don't see anything that has come through yet. All right, so we will move on to principle number four. Principle number four, which is culture of inquiry. And this is where you kind of create that culture of where it's okay to seek out more information. It's okay to ask questions and to challenge assumptions and really kind of advocate for solutions based on analysis. And so really kind of stepping outside of yourself and thinking objectively. And again, this is why you want to make sure that you've got a group of folks who can serve as advisors to you so they can help you think through some of these things. Because creating a culture of inquiry helps you to really kind of make very sound decisions when you're thinking about the direction of your organization. And so you want to make sure that that's there. And this goes for, um, you know, your clients, your customers. You have to always be in a position to receive feedback from the folks that you are serving because they're really your greatest source how to make improvements within your business and to let you know what you're doing well um, and what you can improve on or what you should just continue to do more of. So very important that you remain open to that feedback from the different folks that you serve. So principle number four is culture of inquiry. Principle number five, independent-mindedness. 
exceptional CEOs are very independent minded as well as you know their board of advisors that they have surrounded themselves with and so you this is where you really have kind of very rigorous concept of interest policies you make sure that you're putting the interest of your business your clients the folks that you serve above everything else when you are making decisions and so this is very important especially for my entrepreneurs and my solopreneurs because a lot of the times it's always about us right because I'm an entrepreneur as well so things revolve around you know what works best for me does this serve me but we really should be making decisions from a place of does it add value to my clients does it add value to the community that I serve and so that's going to be extremely important that you can remain in kind of a position um, of objectivity when it comes to those things and so very 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 important to have um, that culture of independent mindedness so that is principle number five independent mindedness kind of a long word to say right principle number six ethos of transparency and this is actually one of my favorite principles because this is where you are ensuring your organization is very um, kind of open and transparent for the folks that you serve the folks that you do business with um, very very important that people have access to information about your business access to information about the services that you provide or the programs that you offer and that it's accurate information right because you know there's one thing to make sure that information is available but it's something completely different to make sure that the information is available and it's accurate so that's going to be extremely important um, and I can remember you know several times when I was working in corporate America where you know I would be working on a report that it would be handed to me after you know coming into a new organization or implementing a new process or something and working on these numbers and reports and things just did not add up they were not making any sense and so I would always question right because that culture of inquiry is you know how did you arrive at this decision or how did you arrive at getting these numbers because they are just not matching you know and the response would often be well you know that's just the way we've always done it that's the way it's always been you know it's going to be okay you know and I would always push back and say um, no that is not okay and we need to kind of continue digging until we've got accurate information and we can really say how we arrived at this decision and especially when you're working with numbers right because no matter how you split the pie it should always add up to a hundred percent of the pie correct so you want to make sure that the information you're relaying is accurate because you may get folks um, who start to ask questions and you don't want to jeopardize the brand of your organization um, especially if you're a nonprofit you don't want to um, kind of have the public mistrust you based on inaccurate information that you've put out there so you know this relates to your finances the way that you operate your business the way that you report out your, your results and the outcomes and things that you have achieved you want to make sure that that information is accurate and you want to make sure that it's you know transparent to both the folks who are inside your organization as well as the folks who are outside of your organization so ethos of transparency very very important the next principle compliance with integrity 
I don't think this one um, actually requires any explanation, but you know, I am going to add that exceptional businesses promote strong ethical values and disciplined compliance by establishing the appropriate mechanisms for oversight. And so these mechanisms can be in the form of, you know, audits of data, audits of finances, and that's just to make sure that there's some accountability and control going on in the organization. And if you are an entrepreneur, um, this is something that you can utilize as well. A lot of times solopreneurs may say, um, and you'll hear me use that change, um, that term interchangeably, solopreneur, entrepreneur, it's kind of all the same thing. Solopreneur is just kind of this new term that folks are talking about these days. But you can still utilize this process, and it's important that you do, because being in business you know, for yourself sometimes, there's probably a tendency to not really pay attention to some of these little details, but it's so important. And so you can still put these mechanisms in place by you know, having a bookkeeper on your team or having a, an accountant that's part of your team who's looking at your financial on a regular basis or if you've got a partner um, you know you guys are taking turns going through the data and questioning you know where things come from are things being done appropriately right because if you're taking those internal audits and taking the time to do that internally when you have to report out to kind of an external body whether that be you know a government entity or the community whatever have it you're very confident that there's nothing in there to be concerned about because because you yourself have already been taking those steps to make sure that you're doing things um, appropriately. And I'll be honest, this was um, a very difficult thing in the beginning um, when I started to launch my businesses because it's like, well, you know, everything that's coming in, it belongs to me anyway. But you really do need to keep your business separate from your personal things. And so it's going to be extremely important. So I did eventually hire a wonderful, wonderful accountant um, who's part of my team now. And I highly recommend um, that you guys think about what team players you need to have on your team so that you are operating um, with integrity. So very, very important. And a couple things to um, keep in mind about this compliance with integrity is that it really does help you to reduce your risk of your business and it helps you to reduce kind of the, the risk of waste um, and abuse. And so as entrepreneurs, there can kind of be this tendency to focus on things that are really not generating, you know, revenue. I call them generating um, revenue generating activities. And so we're focused on all these things that really are not impacting our bottom line. And so an audit could be just an audit of how you use your time every day, right? Are you spending too much time on social media versus reaching out to prospects who could potentially become customers? So when you think in terms of audits, don't just think in terms of policies and for, uh, procedures. Think in terms of your time um, as well as well as services and programs that you're offering. Are you offering programs? that are adding value that people really want um, or you know are you just really kind of wasting time putting something out that nobody really wants to see so compliance with integrity very very important let me pause really really quick to see if we've got any questions coming in you guys are really quiet today um, but I'm very excited about sharing this information with you so let me just take a look in the chat box as well 
Ah, Mrs. Barnes is on the line and she says, great information, wonderful. I'm so glad that you are getting something of value there. And I don't see anything in email. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and continue giving you um, the rest of these wonderful principles. So the next one is sustaining resources. And this is a huge one as well. This is, you know, your human resources, your financial resources, um, your technology resources. Um, very, very important. And so very strong organizations, you know, are able to link their visions to their ambitious plans to their financial support and expertise in their networks of influence. So being able to link all of these particular areas together kind of encompasses your strategic plan and really outlines the activities that can be realistically obtained with the resources that you have available and the infrastructure that you have in place. So it's very important to know what resources your organization actually has available to it and what resources it needs to work on developing and kind of strengthening and bringing into the organization. And even as entrepreneurs, you want to make sure you keep in mind you cannot continue to build a great business by doing every single thing yourself. It is just impossible. And trust me, I've tested the theory. Um, I've tried it because everyone knows I am the modern-day superwoman. Um, but eventually, I did get to a place where it just became overwhelming, and I needed to start to think about who did I need to make part of my team? What resources did I need so that I could continue to build a very thriving business? And so that's going to be extremely important uh, for you to do. And so this may be taking a look at what elements of your business you can outsource. Do you need to bring on um, a virtual assistant who can help you with some things? Do you need a social media marketer? Uh, do you need someone to handle the accounting and the bookkeeping? So what resources do you need to help you really continue to build a great business? So that's something that you can think about in your strategic thinking time. So see how all of these principles work together. Um, they are really, really amazing. The next principle is being results-oriented. I say this to my clients all the time. Nothing matters if you are not measuring your success. How in the world will you know that you are successful if you are not measuring anything and you're not measuring your progress towards achieving your vision, achieving your mission, and evaluating the performance of the programs or the services that you currently offer? And so this is a way to really gauge the efficiency and the effectiveness and the impact of your business while simultaneously assessing the quality of the service that you actually deliver. And so this is implementing some benchmarks, you know, so that you can either calculate the return on your investment or to really just kind of see big picture the impact that your business is actually having. Um, and one of the things that I always say, if you are not making any money and if you are not making any impact, you do not have a business, you have a 
hobby, a probably a very glorified, expensive hobby, but you are not in business if you cannot produce any results. So you want to keep that in mind as you continue to build your business. And um, my clients often hear me refer to this as what's called a KPI dashboard. I call it a key performance indicator dashboard. And this is just a very high level overview where you can really see if you're meeting your goals. And so for you, depending on what business you're in or whether you're for profit or non for profit, this can look like things, you know, how many services did I offer this month or how many clients did I sign this month. Every month you should be tracking these things. You know, the number of new clients that came on board, the number of clients that you retained. Is there a certain dollar amount that you want to reach by the end of the year in your business? Um, or is there a certain dollar amount you want to raise in donations? for your organization. You should be tracking and really assessing the performance of these things. So you've got to be results oriented. I cannot stress that enough. Next principle, intentional practices. And this is for my folks who have board of advisors or sometimes referred to as board of directors. And again, if you don't have a board of advisors, I'm strongly encouraging you um, to go out and do that. And it doesn't have to be this very large group of folks. It can be one or two people that you surround yourself with um, to kind of help you think through decisions and to hold you accountable. If you are a nonprofit, then you would assess you know, your board. You would create and develop your board according to what your bylaws say. So, but exceptional boards, you know, whether that be advisors, directors, purposely structure themselves to fulfill essential governance duties and responsibilities so that they can support the organization's priorities. And so they make governance very intentional um, and not kind of accidental. And so they invest time into looking and building structures and practices that can really be thoughtfully adapted to changing circumstances because as your business continues to grow, things are going to change and your business needs to be very agile so that it can adapt to those changes in the environment and to consumer preferences. So want to make sure that you've got some intentional board practices in there. One of my favorites, the next principle, continuous learning. This is something that is extremely important as an entrepreneur that you are always in a state of learning. Always, 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 always in a state of learning. See, I can't say it enough. And so incorporating this into your daily activities, making time to make sure that you are um, increasing your own knowledge because the more that you increase in knowledge, the more value that you're able to offer to your clients and your customers and your community. So you want to always be in a state of continuous learning. When you stop learning, um, then you become very stagnant and so there's no growth. And we know that in order to continue to build very thriving and successful businesses, we need to be growing ourselves while we're growing our businesses. So keep that in mind, continuous learning. And the last principle, can you believe it? We've made it through 12, is revitalization. And so exceptional businesses are always energizing themselves 
through planned turnover, very thoughtful recruitment practices, very, um, very intentional about correlating everything between the mission and the strategy um, and the composition of the business and the services and the programs. They understand the importance of fresh perspectives and just revitalizing themselves through diversity and all of that. And so when I talk about revitalization, this is really kind of, some people refer to it as kind of succession planning. So thinking long term, you know, if one of your advisors, you know, hit the lottery or whatever have you, but they were no longer available to you, do you have other folks in your network that you can draw from? Um, if you need to give up a program, let's say one of your biggest programs now in two years um, is not really um, profitable and you need to change. Do you have enough fresh ideas in your pipeline that you can kind of build on and have another program available within a short period of time? Um, same thing for clients. You know, if your biggest client decided that today they didn't want to do business with you anymore, are you prepared and do you have enough folks in your pipeline that you can just continue business as usual? So always constantly revitalizing and re-energizing your business and yourself through the process. So those are the 12 principles of excellent governance. I'm going to pause here for another quick second just to see if we've got any questions out there before um, I say just a couple last things and in the call. Okay, don't see anything out there in the chat. And I don't see anything out there in email. Okay. Well, you guys are really quiet today, and that's okay. I hope that these um, 12 principles have been very insightful, very valuable to you. I do want to um, just give you a plea before I get off the line. We... Um, of course, are connected to Jacqueline Barnes Ministry. I am the chairman of the board for that organization. It's a wonderful organization that is dedicated to kind of building the strengthening, um, the spiritual resolve of women and folks in the community to really help them build, bridge the gap between, you know, what they believe and what they kind of see manifested in their lives. And so um, I am very excited to be part of that organization, and they have gotten their first request to provide Bibles for new converts in the village of Isokopo. I believe I said that correct. Probably didn't. But it's a little community in Nigeria who have a need for Bibles um, for people who were recently accepted Christ. And so we've got a challenge out there where you can actually download Selah, Step Out of the Traffic, which is a fantastic meditation um, MP3 that you can listen to. It's an audio file, which is very, very great, and it's only a dollar and twenty-nine cents. And so I am challenging my entire network to go to JacquelineBarnesMinistries.com and download Say Last Step Out of the Traffic for a dollar and twenty-nine cents. Because what that is going to do is that it's going to help us be able to send Bibles to this village in Nigeria, which is something that we desperately want to do. And so I know that you've got a dollar and 29 cents. 
you know, that you can dig deep in that loose change somewhere. But I want you to go and I want you to go purchase that today and download that so that you can help us get these Bibles into the hands of these new Christians over in Nigeria. So that is my call to action for you today. This has been our monthly Systematizer Success Teleconference. I am Gwendolyn Young, your host, and I will see you on the line next month on the first Monday. Have a great week. Bye-bye.